Welcome, everybody, back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 31st. We have a very special guest with us today, right, Eric? Yep, right from the jump. Right, right from the jump. We have a hot guest this morning. We have Associate AD for Media Relations at Eastern Michigan University, Greg Steiner. Greg, how are you doing? I'm well, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we've been wanting to have you on. You're a lot of people don't know Greg was, uh, you know, kind of helped us get this off and running. Yeah. Yeah. I could say you guys, uh, you were, you were talking about the podcast game and I kind of encouraged you and said it wouldn't take that much work. Plus everybody wants to hear those fire takes that you guys have. So you <laughs> might as well just make yeah, everybody, right. it, it's, I mean, you want to invite people into your boys club, so you might as well have it. <laughs> I mean, you're you're right. You're dead on, and uh, you helped us get this off and running with what gear we should probably be getting. And uh, I mean, it's been history ever since. You you yourself have a podcast, uh, the Eastern Insider, Eastern Michigan Insider, right? And um, you guys have been going on with your podcast for how long now? Yeah, I would say we started the Eastern Insider two years ago. It was kind of the the build off, we'd had a, a, a regular radio show for, for probably 15 years uh, on numerous radio stations across Southeast Michigan. But uh, we, we kind of looked at it internally, just looked at the cost of what it took for airtime and just the, the half hour approach each week. We were only getting during football and basketball season, but we were leaving so much of, of the other sports out. So we brought it back in house and uh, Tyler Ludlow, who has left our office now to, to go to the University of Michigan. He helped me start it. Alex Jewell has taken over in his place, but it's been been good. We've seen really a good growth in, in the Eastern Insider podcast. And it's what's, been fun. What's the biggest difference between the, the radio show that you guys used to do and then the podcast that you do now? Well, I think the biggest difference in a lot of ways was just people, it, they knew it, had, it was Monday at, at 6. And if you weren't there at 6 o'clock, you probably weren't going to hear it. So if you were late getting out of work or if you were uh, not in your car or if there was something else going on, you probably missed us. So that was the hardest part. And um, now it's, it's basically radio on demand. So you can, you can dial us up whenever you, you want. If you don't want to hear a certain guest, you can just skip that segment. So I think that's also fun for people because, okay, they, they may have a rooting interest in, in football, but uh, you still might entice them to, to learn about uh, women's cross country on the front side before you get to a, a coach Creighton type person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, since we've got this off and running, uh, again, we're at the beginning stages, I feel, but to have something in place during this time uh, that we're all going through uh, has been huge because we're able to get in contact with you, uh, although we're not using any really of our podcast stuff that we normally use but we're able to have this something in place already a um another you know if people are starving for content they're they're looking to still hear from student athletes and coaches and to have a podcast in place like you said if you don't like someone um not like someone but if you don't want to listen to something <laughs> you, you don't listen to it <laughs> uh everyone's gonna be listening to this one uh, because everyone loves us but yeah i it's it's great to just the fact that we have that in place uh when you're when especially when you have no action going on on the field right now well and i think the other thing that's important for you guys to, to have is it gives people the ability to see how a conference office works and acts. I mean, 
they get to see Commissioner Steinbrecher usually at championships and whatnot, but they don't really know much about uh, John and, and kind of where he came from. So I thought, thought that was good to you guys have helped humanize him to some of the, the conference. And then you get other people involved. I know you had Jeff Bacon on previously. And again, Jeff's role is, is so vital that I don't think people even realize that Jeff has that role and has some of the powers that he does. So I think telling those stories is, is really good. And I commend you guys for doing that. Thanks, man. Yeah, we've been trying to, get, trying to get a couple more of our employees on, I guess. I think that would be, that'd yeah, be more fun. It would. I mean, the, the, a huge reason, not only because we've been working with you, uh, I've been working with you since the, the dawn of time. Um, you've been at Eastern since 1999 uh, and in a full-time role since 05. And my first full-time year at the MAC was 04, 05. So we've been... We've been along, you know, the, this path uh, together for quite some time. But we want to get an SID media relations person on because a lot's going on, uh, although we're probably all stuck at home, from the campus level. And I think it's important to hear kind of what's going on from one of our campuses. And we wanted to bring you on. Uh, first, just what have you personally been doing trying to stay busy, um, whether it's work wise or, you know, trying to, Maybe maybe you picked up a new hobby, for all we know. <laughs> if, if I had a hobby, that would be the first. I mean, they've, they've, <laughs> take, they've taken golf away under these closures, so I don't even have that that I can go They to. did? So, they yeah, didn't least, take away our golf yet. Yeah, uh, yeah at, at least, least in those, Michigan. Got golf. No, not here. Not in Michigan, at least. So at least you have that. One more thing why Ohio trumps Michigan. <laughs> well, we, uh, we went down, or I went down to the Metro Parks the other day, and it was uh, flooded. You could have... Um, kayaked on the half the golf courses down there so well, i don't think anyone's really playing anyway <laughs> makes it easier for lift clean and play so yeah <laughs> yes yes it does yes, it does. uh but yeah i mean you look at, it, at our jobs i mean as media relations people on campus we're the ones that are in a lot of ways supplying you guys at the conference level the the content and the stats and not having games makes it really odd because you were figuring that uh, we were canceled in the middle of a basketball tournament that uh, our team was on the women's side was getting ready to play in the semifinal game the next day. And so that made uh, things unique. And then you still have your planning for gymnastics going on. Baseball was getting ready for their home opener. So all those things that you, you have to put on hold and you really, you don't know how to exist. I mean, I've never had an extended period of time other than summer that, you've had off. So it makes it tough. So trying to find ways to, to still tell those stories and uh, make sure your student athletes are getting noticed has been the biggest challenge for us. We also had the luxury of, we've had a feature writer that, that's been working us with us for the last year in, in TC Cameron. So he actually had some stories in the bag that I was going to use over the summer that we've kind of rolled out quicker to help with, with content planning to, to fill some gaps. So we're doing everything from, greatest football victories since Eastern joined the Mac to the same for basketball since joining the division one level. Uh, but then we, we've tried to, to do some things like get this TikTok challenge started off the ground. Uh, and then we, we've also gone back to the, the video vault a little bit. The one luxury we have is we had started a, a pretty robust video program before even the ESPN uh, platforms rolled out on campus back about five years ago. So we've got some backlogs of video and being able to work with our archivists to, to go back and 
say, hey, let's pull some Charlie Batch video from 95 and, and show people some of those videos and clips they haven't seen before. So that's kind of kept me busy. The, the hard part is a person who likes to work as much as I do, I do uh, I, I've struggled with the balance of knowing when to truly shut it down because normally I've at least had my wife tell me, okay, it's time to go home. It's, it's hard to, to say go home when you're already sitting at home. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've struggled with the same. You're sitting there um, kind of like, I wouldn't say spinning your wheels, but you're just thinking like, what more can I do? Cause like you said, you're, you're so used to the grind, the daily grind that we all go through the, the simplest things that I think we do um, that are like picking players of the week. Um, doing like, that's just something, there's a process. There's something that you kind of set in your mind of like, I have to do this. I have to get these nominations. I have to pick this. I put it out. I let the schools know. And that's just gone. So you're sitting there spinning your wheels. Like what, what more can I do? And, uh, you just hope that you're doing enough, um, to, to give the fans. We've done a lot of the things that you've said, try to go back, show some great moments in Mac history daily. Um, and, and just keep thinking every day of what more can we bring people? Cause I think there's a lot of people out there starving for some normalcy or just something to take them away from everything going on in the world. I agree with that. I mean, you look at it, you, you, you try to, to watch a little news coverage, but you also don't want to be completely absorbed into it. So trying to distance yourself and, when you don't have other sports to watch, I mean, it, it's easy to fall back on on things that you, you like and are accustomed to. And I think uh, keeping it within the Mac family, we've, we've certainly seen a lot of, of people pull, pull content out that, I mean, even you and I who've been around for a long time have, haven't ever seen, which is, which is really cool. I mean, watching Ball State pull out some of their memories from their tournament run, I can't say that I really was remembering much of Ball State growing up. So it was kind of fun to, to see some of that stuff. Getting into that, I guess, like what we got the chance to at least play four games at the at the MAC tournament this year. But what I mean, you've you've been there for years. What's what's your favorite MAC bas- basketball tournament memory that you have? Oh, there's a lot of memories. You figure I've done eleven MAC football championships. I've done twelve MAC basketball championships and twelve baseball championships since. I kind of was anointed the stat czar for, for whatever reason. I think I kind of fell into it with baseball when it was on our campus. And then uh, Jeremy just keeps feeding me. So I guess it's been okay. But yeah, um, I mean, my, my favorite Mac memories in terms of tournament play, uh, I've been a part of, of as the SAD for two teams that have won uh, and clinched NCAA bids in Cleveland. 2003-04 was the first time with the women, uh, kind of a, a, a team that had a good season, but they weren't – no one expected a, a, them to go to the NCAA. They had a lot of talent, but they were still really young, uh, had some upsets along the way to get them to a title game, and then they also find themselves faced off against Kurt Miller, who was in year two of, of his turnaround at Bowling Green, and we find our way to, to win that with, with Susie Merchant. And then you think of the improbable um, 2011-12 campaign with, with Paige Reddit laying it in with one second to go mm-hmm. uh, to upend Central Michigan. It was a pretty good memory in, in Cleveland. But uh, unfortunately, the, we haven't seen the men get there. We've seen our, our men get there to the semifinals a few times. But even this year, the simple fact of, of the upsets, you see 
the number one seed go down in Central. You see Ball State go down to, to Eastern. Those are the things that you remember great. You also remember those those moments of on the men's side, seeing Akron uh, make their big runs over the years, which were always fun. And then uh, what Buffalo has been able to do as of late on the basketball side is, is second to none. I mean, what, what they've been able to do, win both championships on the men's and women's side. Uh, for a while, I didn't think anybody thought that could happen. So we've seen really great moments in Cleveland, and there's nothing like uh, – going in on a, on a Friday uh, and, and watching a full day of, of MAC tournament action there at, at now Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse because it just has that electric energy that you don't get during a regular season. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely sucks that it was cut short this year because um, I think, well, the, the, like you said, the first day of the women's tournament was crazy. Yep. And in typical Mac fashion, and and I had no doubts that 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 first day the men's or our quarterfinal round would have been just as crazy. I really think this year we talked about it a bunch on our show that it was anyone's ball game. It really was uh, this year, and I think we were set up to have one of the most exciting tournaments, uh, both on the men's and women's side, that we've ever had. And um, it stinks. I, I would have loved to see how that played out. But uh, what, what's a story non on the court? What, do you have any stories from setup? You can you cannot go. Uh, it doesn't have to be the basketball tournament, but take us behind the scenes of uh, you know doing all these championships for us. I want a Jeremy Guy story. Oh, we got plenty of Jeremy Guy stories. There's no doubt about hey, that. Hey, bring them on. That's fine. <laughs> so I mean, I guess my the, the easiest ones are of course baseball. You, you show up on on Tuesday. Uh, of, of tournament week, uh, you, you start putting your stat monitors down in the radio booths and you, you get your rosters and then you start weeding out uh, the people who are not on the active roster. So you get to do that. But then it's uh, you just try to, to, to have fun moments. The, the long hours, you also have to keep your mind uh, engaged. Uh, so the television's usually on. There's plenty of candy always in store. Yep. <laughs> um, that candy. Yeah, I can say. And then just the usual, the people that you've developed uh, rapport with over the years, uh, getting to see people. I mean, you, you get used to, to, to anticipating uh, meeting up with some of those people. I mean, there's always a good laugh that you can have Jeremy because he's always forgotten something. Um, <laughs> It's like, hey, do you have this, or can you bring this because we don't have it? Of course, usually I, I bring extras because I know he'll. he'll hey, I've gotten better about that. Come on, there's yeah. like only ten times out of fifteen that I've forgotten something. Clearly. Yeah, so I mean, the two, <laughs> the two easiest ones are, of course, baseball and and football because they're just they're events that you you sit. Football is just one day. Baseball, you you put the stuff down and can kind of run itself. Basketball is the harder one because there's so many moving pieces. There's teams that are, are changing each day. There's rosters. Um, somebody could play. You could have a number switch, any of those things. And then this year was the, the newest change in our routine uh, with the, the new version of, of the scoring software that our crew, quite honestly, hasn't adapted to just because of uh, some of the changes that we've had on our campus with staffing situations. I haven't been able to roll it out. So even this year was a learning for me being paired with Akron and just seeing how they do things differently. Well, I'll tell you one story that I'll, I, I, that I always think back there's, there's two stories and they're both baseball stories that I always think about Greg. 
And the first one, we used to hold our tournament, in, baseball tournament in Chillicothe. Mm-hmm. And um, at the, uh, v- what was that called, Greg? VA Memorial VA Stadium? VA Memorial Stadium. Yeah. VA Memorial Stadium. Chillicothe Paints play down there. They're Frontier League team. I don't know what they're in now, but they were a Frontier League team. Yep. They might still be. And um, they, had a, they had a PA announcer. Now, this PA announcer, this was prior to uh, Ohio having the laws, because, again, Greg and I have been around this, but smoking laws in Ohio, right? Uh, now you can't smoke any public place. And, um, oh, man. You know, that's the well, this PA announcer, he had a deep, deep voice. He was uh, their announcer. And he, he's a Hall he, of Fame announcer. He's a Hall of Fame announcer. And, um, he he um god bless him but he he liked himself uh, to smoke and uh well you have liked, to get that raspy voice somehow right yeah yeah and he did have one and it was a great voice deep voice i mean it was it was good but he would uh, not only did he like to smoke he liked to smoke in the press box <laughs> and so <laughs> there's school. there's greg and i up there um doing statting the games and this guy is just He's plowing through. He's plowing through, and I told Greg we need we need to make a little chart here. Of uh, I remember Greg putting tick marks, you know, like crossing them out. And I mean, it was it was in the double digits for one game. That's all I'll say. And Greg brought in. I'll never forget the one year we learned that. The next year he came with like his own portable fans. <laughs> he had them like he would attach them. I on surrounded the, uh, myself with them. <laughs> yeah, he 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 put them on the. Uh, he surrounded himself so that all the uh, that he was blowing out all that smoke in out of the press box, and it didn't stop the guy. Although we finally got to a part where he would go down the. He had a wireless mic, and he would go down the left no field way. line and call <laughs> the game like over uh, by the line and announce people because he had to get them. So that that's one story. And the well, other story, I'd go also ahead. add that uh, to that story. You think of luxurious press boxes, or and we're not always blessed with them. And in Chillicothe, we weren't. The, the press box was was seven seats wide. It was enough yeah. for one for a width of one stool, and then. You had a little space behind you, and the back wall was pure brick. So <laughs> it, 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 the sun was shining on that brick wall all day because it was the back wall of the stadium. So it was like an oven in there to begin with, <laughs> and you're in this tight space, and it's six people wide, and it's, it was quite the treat. But some of my best memories come from Chillicothe. Yeah, yeah we probably lost, took a couple of years off the life from all those, but hey um, – <laughs> It was fun while doing it. And then the other, the other story was, uh, I think, one of our first years in Avon, uh, trying to pull off a live stream and pretty much having to – Greg was like MacGyver helping us. We had to get go to stores. We had to get special wires. Greg bringing in a laptop. I don't know exactly what we did. But we, we had tinfoil, and, and <laughs> we strung some cans up back we, to Mission Control. We, we had to pull off a stream, and this was before ESPN3. We did it through our site, and we had, like, three things that we probably needed that we didn't have, and we learned about these things the day that the games were being played. Nice. And, uh, and Greg, I don't know, it took a total team effort, but, like, 10 minutes prior to first pitch, we got it up and running. Wow. And and no one would have known any different. Um, going through, we had we had a former media person from our staff running to Best Buy, grabbing stuff. We had Greg. Oh yeah, I have that. Like he spoke of, he he's got certain things in his 
wheelhouse because I always forget stuff. And uh, I'll never forget that we like were right up against the first pitch and somehow pulled it off. Couldn't Eric, do it without you, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate that. We, like I said, I, I keep having getting the invite back, so I must be doing something right. So I appreciate that. Of course. Eric, asked, Eric asked for a good Jeremy Guy story. So, oh yeah. My my favorite moment is uh, it all it revolves back to Chillicothe again. <laughs> I think it was year one, maybe year two. So it was either two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, it was it was later in the evening. It, it, the lights were on at the stadium, and we're sitting there. And then all of a sudden, we everything goes pitch black. We're we're in about the the sixth inning of game three. Pitch black. Everybody's looking around. What do we do? Like, okay, we can't come on. We can't even see where we're at. And VA Memorial Stadium sits between the Veterans Administration Hospital and a maximum security prison in in Southeast Ohio. Yeah. Not exactly. Um, two places that you want to be with power outages. No. Jeremy looks at me and says, this is going to be a problem, isn't it? I said, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think we have enough lights to get this on. So we, we couldn't get the lights on. So they called the a game. So it's still early enough in the evening. So we, we go back to the hotel and there's a, a local establishment right next door. So we go to have a, a bite. And as we, we wrap up, we're heading back to the hotel and the gentleman, I think he'd consumed a, a few alcoholic beverages that night, yes. looks over at Jeremy and, and says, you want to have a punching contest? <laughs> we both looked at each other and said, yeah, I think it's time to go home. <laughs> yes, that, that is a classic story. And I remember, I, I believe we walked from the hotel, which it was right next door. So it's not like it was a far walk. But it can, I mean, you had to walk a little ways. It wasn't right next door. And this guy, he, again, like Greg said, he, he had had a few. He was probably, maybe he was without power for a while as well. <laughs> uh, but he just looked at us, and I don't know if we gave him a wrong look or something, but he was serious. He wanted, with, no, with nothing being said, we have still to this day no idea, but he, he wanted us to punch him in yep. the face. Yes, and he had uh, permission, yeah. and he was okay with it. And then he was kind of like barking at us when we were walking away. So I may have walked a little faster because, like Greg said, Chillicothe, different place. Yeah. You got, yeah. you got, it's a, it's a different world down there. Uh, we loved being in that stadium. It was a great place for our tournament, but not only is there a maximum prison, but there's two other prisons jails on that street right across from our stadium and yeah a, uh, we found out a, a raccoon had gotten in the transformer oh, close oh, by yeah. and shut down all the power on the on from the stadium and everything it was a it was a yeah it was definitely a classic story uh a, a baseball memory from yeah. the mac tournament for sure and uh yeah that i, I knew you were going to tell that story without even i mean that's that's a classic one i don't know a punching kind of no one's ever asked me that in my entire life again nor will they probably ever <laughs> again no <laughs> yeah that what, does not happen. one thing that i know uh i did want to touch on this one thing when you were in town you you at least for for the basketball championship this year one thing you got to you have a tradition tell us what your cleveland tradition is our tradition is our staff uh, will set up, do their thing, and then the at 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 the arena. And then the tradition is our our pre-game night meal on, on that Tuesday night is always a trip to Barrio, a, a 
taqueria across the street from the arena that is well known in, in Northeast yes. Ohio, I would say. So yep. it's always a create your own taco kind of night. Some days uh, it's just a two taco day. Sometimes it's three. We've seen some people go as many as four or five, but I, wow. I'm not tempted that many, but uh, <laughs> So you always have to, to make your own. I'm a, I'm a shrimp taco guy, traditionally two of those, and then one probably pulled pork. But it just depends what kind of mood I'm in. But always got to have some guac. But that's kind of our, our, our open and sometimes close. We, we usually would go there on Saturday between, between the two tournament games as well. Wow. That's, you know what? A, that sounds amazing right now. It does. It does. And, uh, <laughs> And and B, I mean, that's a great tradition. Huh? You've been doing that for a while, huh? Yeah, I can say we've been doing it for a long time. Our staff, uh, for the most part, throughout this entire run, has always consisted of of myself and Ken Dewey, uh, who is is local to the Cleveland area that does stats for for Case Western and Cleveland State and Kent State. So he's always been a part of it. He actually has been doing it since before us when. Mike Ranieri, the, the kind of creator of Stat Crew, started it. So Ken's been uh, a, probably a 15-year – well, he's done every year but the very first year in Cleveland, he's told me. So, wow. And then Chris Pizzoli, uh, one of my former GAs, uh, he always is, has been back for it. This was the one year we hadn't had him. But uh, normally it's, it's us and about, uh, about six or seven other people that, that every year make this tradition happen. Nice. So go you're ahead. more of a guac go ahead, guy than a queso guy at Barrio? Uh, queso's okay. I, I like wow. the guac better. All right. Hey, to each his own. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I'm not going to say either, either is best. So. so one, I know I know you love working and you've been trying to do, but you never really answer your question. You're doing anything outside of working? You're watching anything? You, you're trying to take your mind off things with any, with any type of things you're doing around the house? Uh, we've done some, some just minor house projects so far. Uh, my wife will, will like to, to keep the food network on quite a bit. So we've seen plenty of diners, drive-ins and drives, uh, yeah. guys, grocery games. So I think I've seen every episode of that so far. Um, You're a guy fury aficionado now. Yeah. Like I guess I, I think I could, uh, could host the show at this point for guy. <laughs> Uh, I have not gotten into any shows yet. I hear uh, Ozarks is pretty good and what this Tiger King is supposed to get into. I haven't watched them yet, but uh, I think knowing that this thing could go on long enough. I do have a television that sits above my desk here in my makeshift nice. office, so I guess I can start streaming that to, to, uh, throughout the day. Mm-hmm. kind of tried to vary my work level. Some days I'll work upstairs and some days I'll go in the basement because the dog can run around a little bit more down there. Uh, that, that's the one nice thing that you can have uh, your pet with you at work, though. You can't normally that's true. have it. That's true. Yeah. See, there's there's little silver silver linings everywhere with with this, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely, as I'm sure you've seen, uh, and we just got Eric started on Ozark. Uh, yeah, right I'm, I'm finishing today. I'm finishing today. Finishing it up. Uh, I, uh, I think I got six episodes left. Okay. Yeah. So Eric's got his day planned. Well, they uh, got the. Uh, you got to get yourself lined up and cleared off space because the the Jordan uh, documentary I was gonna say, is coming yeah. out yeah. early now. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes, can't can't wait for that. That's that's going to be epic. Uh, and then I've heard. I hope I don't know if these are rumors or not, but I've heard about a Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, mic'd up uh, golf one on one golf event. Oh boy. Oh, I'd be in for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, the other rumor is that they're each going to have one partner. One, The two names floating are Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. 
So if, wow. if if I, I'll take Phil, I'll take anything right now. I mean, I watched the Ocho. Did you watch the Ocho? Did you watch any Ocho content when they had it on? Oh yeah, I mean, you had you had to turn it on just for the cornhole or the the dog jumping. Did you see it was. the Did you see the dodge juggle? I did not. I missed oh, that. What's that I one? Keep, I keep bringing up dodge juggle. It was my dad was it. talking about it last night. They they <laughs> have a guy in the they have a guy in the back. We talked about this with Jeff a couple of shows ago, but they have a guy in the back juggling bowling pins and the uh, people up front have to stop the ball coming from like uh, his concentration, breaking his concentration and dropping the pin, even one pin and you're out. So all these people are defending him. So they're like throwing it off the wall, hoping for the ricochet to like hit this guy's bowling pins and everything. It was, it was wild. I think that could be the newest Mac emerging sport. <laughs> we do have a we do have a foaling lane up here in the Metro Detroit area. We did that a little bit for the Quick Lane Bowl uh, back in December for our team function. So maybe that could also be uh, you could you could juggle and and also foal at the same time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, we would draft you first if you want to be part of our team. I could be considered. We ask you for everything else. How are we not going to ask you to do yeah. that? <laughs> I don't know how if I could stat it, but I could play it. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I guess the the final thing uh, until we let you go is for maybe there's a media uh, relations type person out there listening to this uh, oh. SID at a school that that's that's tuning in. What would kind of be your words of wisdom to someone kind of looking at this time, like man, what what should I do next? Well, I think in a lot of ways that I've talked to a number of people and, and when you've been around the business long enough, you've started to develop uh, people that you can call on and, and just have conversation with. You're one of the people that I call frequently when I've got ideas I want to bounce off of, whether it's Ryan Coslin at Cincinnati or Brett McCwethy at um, LCA that I, I reach out to from time to time. But just there's no playbook for how to, to best navigate something like this. Um, we've never, and no one knows how to experience it. One, you're trying to best comfort your student athletes that you can. You're still trying to, to, to do um, what you can to publicize your team, but you're also in a way grieving your own way. I mean, it's hard as we think about it. We all lost something that, that we're so accustomed to doing and sports and those relationships and the being able to, to be out and do stuff. So it's staying positive. It's reaching out. It's trying things. There's no right or wrong way to do something right now. I think the biggest thing is, is making sure you're doing your best and, and giving your all for your student athletes, coaches, and administrators, but also figuring out still how, when we emerge from this, that you're prepared. Are we gonna Are we gonna be out by media day? You hope. Are we gonna be out for football season? You hear what some people say. Uh, yes or no. I mean, no one has a crystal ball and, and knows that. So you're trying to create new content. You're trying to balance the ability to get ready for the year. But you also can't forget the aspect. We've all been burning the midnight oil since August. So it, it's a three-way street. How do you, you put new stuff out, prepare, and take care of yourself all at the same time? And I don't know if there is a right or wrong reason or way to do it. It's just figuring out your balance and coming up with those best ways to do it. Um, mental health is a big thing. I know that the Mac talks about getting and making sure it, that our student athletes are okay. It's okay not to be okay. Well, even as administrators, it's okay for us to, to struggle with this as well. 
Yep. No, that's that's very well said. Obviously. Yeah, and uh, I mean, a, a lot of every day. I think Eric and I talk. I mean, I want to say hourly, but it's pretty yeah. it's pretty regularly of just yeah. hey, what what can we be doing? And and it, you're right. I mean, it's you, you you're not just worried about work stuff. You're not worried about what you're putting out content, but you're worried about your wife or your kids or just your your parents, like making sure that they're not going out to to get this virus. You know you a lot on a lot on a lot of people's minds right now clearly and uh, again that's why we're doing stuff like this and just talking i mean I, I think just hearing us talk about things like this is important and and to just hear vif- different viewpoints and to put that content out uh to to hear that other people are going through the same thing or they're thinking the same way so eric you got anything to add no sir well well yeah. said everybody and uh greg we appreciate you coming on as always uh yeah, if if you want to hear more uh, from Greg and his team, nice. they they have the Eastern Insider podcast uh, for all those Eastern Michigan fans out there. Go take a listen; they do a great job uh, with it for sure. And uh, you know, follow Eastern Michigan's athletic accounts. They put out a lot of cool content. We got a Madden tournament going on, or is that over? We had a Madden tournament. They had Xbox and, and PlayStation, uh, so they have run their tournament through. Uh, so we sit in a holding pattern uh, right now because the winner of our bracket will now be going up against another conference winner. Uh, mm-hmm. where we can't say what school it's going to be, but they're going right. to be matched up against them very soon. So nice. you, got, you got that going on to watch for. And then, like I said, uh, I know we've got these TikTok challenges that uh, that started with us. I can't take credit for it. I know I brought it to your attention, but yeah, Jessica, yeah. Jessica Crusan, who – who kind of started the, the idea in our office uh, to do an internal battle. And then I brought it to you guys to expand the league. Uh, we've got our winner already. So now it's waiting to see uh, who are the others that they yeah. get to face off. Against. We have some yeah. good matchups coming for you. I've, I've yeah, seen we've, a couple come through. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen the TikToks coming through and uh, there, there's definitely some creativity there, which is awesome to see. At least you could provide our student athletes with not only a little competition, but some ways to show how creative they are. So again, uh, Greg, uh, Associate AD for Media Relations at Eastern Michigan. Uh, thank you once again for coming on with us and we hope to have you back on soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much and stay safe. Well, Sounds this. good. For, for those out there, uh, don't forget to follow Call to Maction on Twitter at, at Call to Maction. Uh, follow Max Sports. We're still trying to put out as much content as we can, highlights. And uh, there, there's some fun things that we have coming on soon. So, uh, it, you know, make sure you keep an eye on that. And uh, until then, Eric. Get some action. Get some action. Get some action.